Hey y'all, it's your co-host David Williams, and I just wanted to let you know that that ding-dang chatter that keeps coming across my file has happened again. I tried my best to get rid of it, but it still shows up at about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, and then again, a couple of little blips at around an hour seven. I hope it doesn't depreciate your enjoyment of this episode. Just wanted to let you know up front, so that way you know why I sound a little weird. Thank you for listening, and... May the Scorch be with you. You're right. It won't end. I've done everything I can to find another way, but the truth is, the only way to ever cure this problem is to put someone else on the throne. Permanently. That someone is going to be me. Welcome to the Malbulge. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I am your co-host, John Fisher. And I am your co-host, David Williams. Uh, and Johnny, uh, I've been looking through this stack of uh, patron saints we got, you know, the cards, trying to see oh, who's nice. going to gaze down upon us as we record this week. And I think we got to go with the original hard ass, Mr. Jason Wynn. Oh, nice. Just sitting there smoking his little his little skinny black cigar. Just mean mugging. Oh, man. Martin Sheen. Good face. Good face oh, yeah. on that man. He's good in that movie. <laughs> he, he, does, he does more than he needs to in that movie. Obviously. He does a lot. He's really giving it all. <laughs> uh, so I left my card sitting on the dresser in the office where it's become my spawn, like, <laughs> ground zero, basically. And I was sitting there, and Wanda came in and saw... The cards and the Jessica Priest card was on top where like her boobs are hanging out and she has her legs crossed and she was like, What are these cards? And I was like, Oh, they're spawn the movie cards. And she was like, Okay. <laughs> so what you're saying is it maybe would have uh, saved you a little bit more face if you had just been like, I got dirty cards at the comic book shop. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I bought those original pornographic Nintendo cards. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Leave luck to heaven. I feel that way a lot myself, but uh, there's more shame in having to hide the spawn than there is or ever would be in having to, uh, you know, explain. It really has taken over, like, our office in the house. It's, like, basically, like, my spawn room now of, like, comics and cords and microphones and everything. Yeah, my actual desk is in a different room, but I record in the extra bedroom just because it's like can soundproof it a little better. And like at least once every other week, Wanda's like, do you want to just move your computer in there? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to spend all the time in this tiny little room. It's just yeah. I'm lazy and don't want to move my computer sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes you just got to leave it. <laughs> just leave it. And then you just slowly, slowly just become part of the room. Johnny, <laughs> I have a feeling that eventually we're just going to like become little bitty minions. We're just going to be, we're just going to get like little pug faces and we're going to be like little bitty clowns and we're just going to be like, ah, God, leave us alone. Ah, 
Man, that new spawn figure came with demonic minions. Did you see that? I did not. No, man. I'm... It was a king spawn figure that just came out, and it came with little minions like that one Bjorn Baron's cover. Awesome. We're gonna look that up real quick. Let's see. Where he has his little spawns with him. Spawns. But people were getting into the mail recently. I think it's it's out now. Oh, okay, okay. The the the, the one king that looks like figure. like King Nightmare spawn basically. Yeah. Okay. It might be a kit bash. I'm having done my research. But... No, it's it's an actual. It's King Spawn and Demon F- Minions. Like, oh, you can't. Yeah, I see it. I see it. No, but I mean, it might be a kit bash of like the Nightmare Spawn. Oh, body. oh, from the yeah, like an official kit bash. It's yeah. also he's also got wings. <laughs> yeah. There's one one of these demon minions is just like a roly poly little fat guy, and he's cracking me up. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty funny. He looks kind of like Slimer. Be worth getting for the minions alone. Yeah, it would be. I've been real bad about keeping up on the the toy news. Man, the paint on that looks awesome. I should probably get it. I'm uh, I'm trying to wait because like they do get, except for a few, they normally get cheaper and more accessible. But there are sometimes the main the main normal spawn one that just came out that Mortal Kombat one is harder to get. Like you can't get it for under like thirty or forty bucks on Amazon. Which 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 one? Because who was it? The was... newest one. Was it a uh, Spawn Safari has all of them and there's like 13? <laughs> there's a million, yeah. <laughs> there's, I didn't realize, man. It's like when we were talking to Ty and he was talking about all the different versions of the original figure. And it's like, I, so many big, so many versions. So many versions of Spawn. No, there's like, it was the one that came out called like Shadow Spawn or something like that. And it's pretty much just a normal looking Spawn. And I think that's why people want it because it's like, Normal looking spawn. He has a gun hand ready, so you can put in any of those guns from the accessory pack. So put the cork gun in there. Put the cork gun. He has a cape that's actually on him, unlike nice. uh, the one that sits on the throne, because yeah. that cape's like attached to the throne, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just real sad that that platinum edition of Disruptor that has the the original anti spawn painting on it. I'm just sad that that's not across the board the one they went with. That's the one that you have to hunt for. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's a nice little reference, too, bringing all the history together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it would be great if he had a little visor you could flip up and it was a sculpt of uh, Martin Sheen's face underneath there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the ultimate. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a Kickstarter Jason Wynn figure. <laughs> because the kids, everyone wants a Jason or, Wynn. Or uh, it could be like a box set of Jason Wynn throughout the years. Comics Jason Wynn, animated series Jason Wynn, movie Jason Wynn, and then it goes to Anti-Spawn, and then his... Disruptor. Like, disruptor. Doesn't he become Redeemer at some point? Because I think... Where I think... I'm at in the comics, he's being possessed and manipulated by clowns. So you mm. see him with a lot of clown makeup a lot. That would be that would be a good figure. It's him. Man. It's you see his face with the clown. Like that's definitely the cliffhanger. <laughs> one of the issues, but clown is like taking him over. There should be more clown variant figures. Imagine, imagine like a Al Simmons figure that's the clown variant. Yeah, man. Yeah, they could jo- like the Joker fight it, but they could clownify it. Man. Maybe Did you see the Joker fight variants. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, some some of them are pretty awesome. They're hilarious. They're just funny. <laughs> it would be hilarious if instead of doing a clownified, they just did a Jokerified spawn. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's all in the family. It's all in the family. He's they've met. Yeah, yeah, multiple spawn times. Spawn Batman is canon, and yeah. they've met. Canonical, like the shoelace comes from from Batman cleaving Spawn's face in twain. Actually, that's not true. 
Because he, he, he shoelaced his face back together after after Batman. I guess that's not Batman true, Ray. though. It's not true. Really? Yeah. There's another thing that Houdini does to him or something, and it's a big confusion. I'll look that up. Put a pin in that. Okay. Johnny, are you, are you saying that we maybe have an incomplete knowledge of the history of Spawn? Yes. <laughs> we got to work on that. How about, how about we work on it together? Uh, a couple of issues of Spawn at a time, Johnny. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll find maybe we'll find. Oh, whoops! I just googled how did Spawn get shoes. And I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Probably the shoe store. Uh, we'll find that out later. But let's find out what's in these issues of Spawn because we're bringing you, like we do most weeks, two issues from Spawn's universe: mm-hmm. a older, more classic issue and a more modern one. Right now, we are covering the early three hundreds or early to mid, almost to you know getting up there. Yeah, yeah. We're at 326 for a classic issue all the way back from January 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a little, almost two years ago as of this record. And then the more modern is Spawn 346 from October 2023. Mm-hmm. So not too long ago. Not too long ago at all. And it seems seems like no time at all between, because the end of this book is still very fresh and and I feel like I just read it for the first time a couple days ago instead of two months ago. <laughs> yeah, well the spawn's been trickling out. It's been a lot slower pace, so it's like we're almost catching up on some of them. Yeah, they're 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 shifting shifting gears to make sure that they all they meet correctly at three fifty day. Yeah. And like also probably working on the other books, it's just like gonna be a little mm-hmm. different than what we're used to. But we were used to spawn every week for the first time in history, David, so we yeah. were spoiled. Yeah, yeah, we were very spoiled. It's <laughs> it's become a new thing now that like if I walk into the shop on a, a no spawn week, the guys the guys are like, We're sorry is the very first thing they say. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Pat is always giving me shit when there's no spawn. Pat comes up to you like wringing his hands, like, Oh, Johnny, Johnny, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, he likes to like one time he was like, oh, you should, sp- since there's two spawns this week, I can save this for next week since there's not going to be one, and you can feel like it. And I was like, no, I'll just take them all now. <laughs> well, I mean, I did have that experience where I had COVID during a spawn week, and then oh. after COVID, it was a non-spawn week, so I got to pick up my COVID week spawn the week that there was no spawn. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that track, though, so don't don't get COVID to get your spawn... Fix. It's like wearing tight shoes just with the relief of taking them off. Oh, boo. Just get the baggy shoes so that way you can feel like a bum all day and it's great. Nothing's better than feeling like a bum, Johnny. You know? Yep. It yeah. does feel nice, as we know. Yeah. Drinking that strawberry ripple, reading some spawn. <laughs> I was I wasn't drinking strawberry ripple though, I was drinking a twisted tea when I was reading Ooh. this last night. Did it have lemonade in it? Was it an Arnold Palmer? It was a half and half, yeah. Nice. I like the half and half one. Nice. I got it at seven eleven on my way home from work. That's delicious. It was refreshing. I'm a big fan of the Lipton Brisk because it basically tastes like plastic and there's something about it that it's just like, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. Really? Yeah. I could do it. I just need something to drink. I mean, the <laughs> Twisted Teas are basically just alcoholic versions of that. Yeah. I can't drink those on the way to the work. Uh, on the way to the work. <laughs> on the way no, to you work. really can't. <laughs> I, to be clear, I was drinking on the way home from work. Yeah. Not yeah. on the way home. Yeah. At home. <laughs> I wasn't busting it out on the bus or nothing. 
I was patient. Sometimes a bus beer is just what the doctor ordered. Oh yeah. I always like taking the Metro too. That's always fun because you get to you can actually drink it like you're oh, allowed yeah. to. Yeah. That's fun. I have a friend who takes the the Metra every day and he actually kind of hates the the beverage car because everybody takes it as permission to talk to each other and he's like, "Don't fucking talk to me. I'm trying it's to be go a home." Certain, there has to be a certain car to drink the beer. Uh I I think either that or you just have to you might have to like for BYOBs you have to pay a cork fee. You might have to pay like a bottle fee. I don't really I don't know. Interesting. That's funny. I don't know, it's been a while since I've been on the Metro, but... I've only been on it once. But you know oh, what really? I've done more than once, Johnny? Read, read this issue of Spawn. I know, no, I've read it twice. No cork fees here. Nope. But before you pop the cork, you gotta check out the label. There might be a little dust on the bottle, yeah, the, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. A well-dressed individual comes over and presents it to you and says, Would sir like to inspect the label? And you say, well, yes, I would. Yes, I would. And what kind of label are you working with today, Johnny? I have the Carlo Barberi cover. Ooh. Ooh. With Spawn sitting on a power line. Hopefully he's not getting electrocuted. I guess it could be, it could technically be like some kind of other wire, I guess. Yeah. It's a, it's a telegraph wire. He can feel the, the messages going to the war front in his bottom. It's like beep, 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 beep. He might, hey, it might feel good. <laughs> it's when when his legs gets tired. He likes it as like a little massage for his thighs. <laughs> but yeah, he's sitting on top of a roof with like water towers and like sheds and shit on top of the roof. Yeah, pretty cool. And he's just stalking there. His red capes hanging down. He got some chains hanging down. That is the exact one I have, and it is, it is as you say, very good. I actually several years ago used to live across the street from the Baxter Building. You know, the building in which the entirety of child's play takes place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it used to have a water tower on top of it, but one day it just like fell off into the parking lot next to it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It luckily didn't hit anybody. Some people were like trying to, to load a U-Haul. And I think a couple of them got sent to the hospital cause like the water knocked them off their feet. But yeah, I was just like walking to work and I was like, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> what the heck? It's a water fountain. It's a water tower. Yeah. Maybe Spawn knocked it off. Maybe. Maybe. It was right after they filmed that movie uh, Doom 3 in town. D-H-O-O-M. The Bollywood buddy cop film. Oh, so, really? Hmm. So luckily, luckily, it didn't fall on them while they were filming the movie. So but that might be that one of the... Bad the last recorded images of the water tower on the Baxter building. So well, there you go. You got to watch doom three Baxter. Yeah. I, is that what it's called? Isn't that, isn't that where the fantastic four live? I, I still think it's called the Baxter building though. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm looking it up. There's a second cover here for this 326. It is a Bjorn Barron's cover. I don't have it, but I'm looking at it. It's pretty cool. It's, she spawn on a motorcycle shooting the little angel guy. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of demonic minions. Yeah. She's shooting a little Bjorn Baron's minion. He's like, <laughs> just like right through the back there. On her motorcycle that she loves. She spawn loves motorcycle. I changed you the back of my phone. I told you that. Yeah. 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 She spawn. Cause cause uh 
when you showed me that, I noticed that you could see the drop down ceiling in the back. So, I know so she's way, inside. You know for sure that you're that you're inside. Yeah, but yeah, really cool Bjorn Barron's cover. He had a really great streak here. They're just getting him to put out some work. Yeah, they are. It feels like every cover for the last few has had a Bjorn Barron's at least one of them. Some of them too. Ah, uh, an update, Johnny. It's not the Baxter Building. It's the Brewster Building. Brewster. Brewster? Brewster Building. Sounds like a rooster that drinks beer. Yeah, and for anybody who's spent any time in Chicago, you know that the follow-up to this is Charlie Chaplin used to live in the penthouse of the Brewster Building. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was like the first occupant of the penthouse of the Brewster Building. Well, la-di-da. Then it was Ch- Chucky. <laughs> and yeah, it's where Chucky lived. There's also a really good dive bar there uh, called Galway Bay that... Uh-huh. They're the ones that used to have just, like, a wall full of old-school video games and consoles. And you could just play video games. And they got a popcorn machine. And they got carry... Man, I need to go back to Galway. Oh, man, they got a popcorn machine? I love the bars. Yeah. They got a popcorn machine. Yeah. And, like, if you show up and the popcorn machine isn't on, you're like, hey, can we turn on the popcorn machine? They'll turn it on for you if you ask. Wow. Because they usually... they I mean, when they're busy, they have it going. But if they're not, yeah, just ask. That's a big thing in Lakeview. There's a lot of popcorn machines in bars. It's it's a great bar food. It's yeah. a great bar food. Keeps you drinking the beer. Yeah, keeps you around. Yeah. It doesn't fill you up as much as nuts do, so that way you drink more. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm we're about to fill up on this issue because we're popping it open here. We've got the credits. Mm, smell that bouquet, Johnny. It smells pretty good. you got to let it breathe a little bit. This one's been sealed up because I gave my other copy to Logan to read. So this has been sealed, so it actually smells pretty good. Nice. Oh, yeah. Taking and... the visual of me smelling it now. We're on oh. Zoom this time. <laughs> yeah, I can see Johnny's uh, beautiful face. This sucks, though, because I can't, I, can't, like, I can't, like, take naps during your rants and then wake up. <laughs> well, at least, at least it's good to know that uh, my rants are good for something. A no, quick, they're good for a lots. Quick, a quick power nap is... It's not nothing to shake a stick at. Speaking of speaking of rare vintages, Johnny, there's there's quite a rarity in the in the credits of this book right here. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just Roy McConville on script plot, no yeah. additional script or dialogue or plot by Todd McFarlane. Just Roy McConville yeah. script plot. Well, he did a good job. So, and a non rarity, a non rarity is Carlo Barberi on art. Yeah, non bar rarity, not a bar rarity, but a barbarity. Right? We ain't talking about the pony rarity. We did? No, we're not. No. Okay. I know you're a brony. I know you love rarity. Oh, <laughs> I don't know any of their names. You don't know any of their names? What was their rarity? I know, like, Twilight Sparkle. Is Twilight Sparkle one of them? Yes. That's the moody one, right? I don't know. I think that's the, I think that's like the, 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 the emo, the emo teen. Version. I know there's Twilight Sparkle, Applejack, uh-huh. rarity. Pinkie Pie, Pinkie Pie, Fluttershy. Shit, I fucking know all of them. Oh no! I know uh, Andrew WK like randomly wandered into a a My Little Pony convention and just had a blast, and so they gave him an, like an honorary. What do they call him? Pony persona. Persona. It's that's not a first. It's not a persona specifically because that's just yeah like the a, po- but, a pony a pony tar a pony avatar yeah. i don't know but like because he didn't have one prepared and they're like okay dude we'll give you one so you don't even have to think about it <laughs> nice bronies are actually pretty hardcore wanda used to do 
cosplay competitions. And we spent a whole day just hanging next to a, a dude who had entered into the contest. And he spent all day in that motherfucking suit. And like once an hour or so, he would take the head off because his, his CPU fans in it had stopped working. And he was just like, like he looked like he got hit with the water tower that fell off the Brewster building. Dude. Um, <laughs> like the yeah, original, the original actor in the Godzilla suit couldn't have been sweating more than this dude did. And he was, he was super sweet the entire time. If I were in that position and sweating and hot that much, I would be the most miserable goddamn human being on the planet. Yeah. He was specifically dressed as a, a brony as like a pony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I nice. think it was, I don't think it was one of the, the canon of pony. I think it was his own version. Sure. I get it. But, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, doing their version of the lettering on this issue is Tom Wojciechowski. Mm-hmm. And we've got J. David Ramos on colors. Mm-hmm. We've covered the covers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there he is, creative director Todd McFarlane. Oh, we can't get far. We can't get far without him. And Thomas Healy as editor in chief. So we know this must be after Scorch number one because it's yep. January. So yep. definitely, definitely. So is this the is this the first one that he's editor in chief and main title? I believe so. Let me check the three twenty five real quick. I meant to do that last night, and then was like, "No, there's no time. There's no time." We would have, we would have, we would have acknowledged it. I just can't remember when the last time we said it was. So I've got three twenty-five right here, checking it, checking it. Yeah, he was just editor in three twenty-five. All right, so the first main title, editor in chief, Thomas Healy, right here. Woo! You heard it first, three twenty-six. Gonna have to tag him in this post. We'll tag him in this one. Yeah. So previously in Spawn, Haunt has returned. But with his savage attack on Spawn, whose side is he really on? It rhymes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, quite accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. A lot of other stuff happened too, but that's, that's kind of where we pick up, I guess. Yeah, and it, it picks up directly there. Directly there. No preamble, no re-spooling some of the previous footage, just right on it. Yeah, Haunt is attacking Al. And they're both going crazy with their chains, and he's got his, like, goopy, stringy stuff going. Yeah. And it's just them rolling around and... Yeah, rolling around in the the blood from all of the guys that Haunt just killed. <laughs> right. No care. No care at all. Man. This poor hotel room or office, wherever they are. I think it's, I think it's a, yeah, it's a room in a house. A room in a house? A whirlwind of talons and teeth, Johnny. It's big, big house. With lots and, and lots a quick, of like, rooms. Just in case you know, don't know that Haunt was once a man called Daniel Kilgore. Yeah. He's now Haunt. Yeah, he sure is. He sure is. But something's different about him because all that remains in his place is a mindless beast. Haunt's not a mindless beast. We know that. That's not on the Haunt we know. Yeah, no. The only, the only, the only beastly aspect to the Haunt we know is that he's uh, a little scruffy because he's scared of blades. <laughs> An unshaven. Well, we find out, we talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And then, and then Spawn knows there's only one language creatures like this understand. And that's a show of superiority. So we've got, we've got, again, Spawn trying to just big dog his opponents. And it appears to work, because he just shoots a whole bunch of green beams at him and knocks him for a loop. Green beams. I love green beams. Canned green beams. <laughs> you can eat them cold. You can eat them warm. You know, 
They're good. I do like that as Al is shooting out all these green beams, we get a POV shot from from Haunt's perspective because it's got his hands there. It's like, ah, yeah, <laughs> protecting himself. Like, not the face, not the face. Maybe he should cover like everything but his chin, so that way he gets like a necroplasm, a necroplasm shape, so he doesn't have to worry about it for a little bit. <laughs> so Haunt's trying to gain back control of himself, and Kurt Kilgore shows up and starts talking about how he knew Al Simmons. It's like, yeah, I knew this guy. I knew this guy. I recognize this guy. Yeah, that's what he looked like before. <laughs> he looks exactly like Al Simmons, U.S. soldier. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. And Spawn can see Haunt. So Haunt, as we know, was a Catholic priest who got power somehow. And this is his brother, his dead brother's ghost is always with him. Yeah. I guess we don't know exactly how he got the powers, because I have Haunt number one, but I haven't read it. What issue of what series was it where Wanda gets sent to, like, the alternate universe and then gets comforted by priest Daniel Kilgore? It's Batman Spawn. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So... It's at the end. We're looking for we're we're looking forward to Batman Spawn two, uh, so we can get the backstory on Haunt. Right. Maybe it'll be Batman Spawn Haunt, and then they'll spin off a new Haunt series. Well, that was just like the alternate version of him, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess they met years ago in Guadalajara, mm-hmm. and he recognized him somehow, even though he's dressed as Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he recognized his fighting. His fighting so distinct. He's like, oh, that's Al Simmons his, for sure. His his aura. Yeah. I mean, he's a ghost. I, I imagine ghosts can read auras pretty well. Like, what what good would you be as a ghost or as basically an aura yourself if you couldn't read it <laughs> in others? So we get we get a backstory for for both haunts to Al, and then Al's like, "Well, then why did you why did you do this shit? He was my one lead, my one lead." The poison's making him erratic. It's why he's acting like an animal. Yeah. He was poisoned by his girlfriend, Lydia, who we know just stabbed him to the wall like a million knives yeah. and poisoned the shit out of him. Yeah. As we saw in Sp- uh, King Spawn? Spawn's universe. That's right. I knew it was either Spawn's universe or the back of King Spawn. <laughs> World's worst date. World's worst date for Haunt. Yeah. Uh, so Kurt decides to be the voice of reason and is like, hey, chill, guys. Just chill. That seems to work really well. <laughs> And then, so they start searching the house, and I like this this panel of Kurt flying away from Spawn and Haunts, and just like the wreckage in this room. This is a massive yeah. room. And Frederico, is that his name? Fegredo. Fegredo. F-E-G-R-E-D-O. Yeah. And like his, he's just there Fegredo. with his guts spilling out. That's pretty, it's a really good panel. Yeah. And I love that the Haunt just like starts picking up papers. Like, what are we looking for? <laughs> and and then, they're looking for the name Cogliostro. Yeah. Spawn, Spawn is kind of asking some some ground questions to so that way he gets to understand what Haunt is going through. Like the poison, have you noticed any other side effects? I mean the poison, so so they don't know why Kurt's still hanging around as a ghost. But since Haunt has been poisoned, he's occasionally noticed that Kurt just, like, blips out of existence from time to time. That kind of sucks. And then Haunt says, don't know what that means long term for him, but if I can't find a cure, we'll probably both end up in the same place. Response <laughs> says, wouldn't count on that. <laughs> savage. Absolutely savage. 
He's saying one of them's going to hell. <laughs> which one? Which which one though, Johnny? Which one? I don't know. <laughs> is that a is that a commentary on the brothers as he's known them already, or just on Al's view of the clergy? Luckily, Al doesn't have to explain himself because Kurt just comes back in and is like, I "Found something." He found something. He found a he just... mother box. <laughs> the the mother box, and then they gotta try to find the boom tube so they can use it. It's like a it's a demonic communication 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 device. The Martha box. Yeah, and he says that some of these shadow players like to keep clear dividing lines between their different lives. Much like myself, I dress in a way at work that. I can come home and take off my work clothes and feel like I am no longer at work. So I get it. I get it, hell beings. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. And like we have a divide, you know, there's some things we don't talk about on the podcast. We don't want people doxing us. Yeah. You got to keep things separate. Yeah. Except for in my, my normal life with everybody I know. <laughs> it's like, hey. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> this bedroom, Johnny, is the swankiest fucking bedroom. It looks like it's from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's got it's got like viewing chairs <laughs> facing toward the bed. <laughs> Interesting. Look at that. Look at that. Interesting. And then Al's like, "We gotta go." And Hans like, "Well, how are we gonna get there?" <laughs> and Sean, there's Sean. I did it again. Spawn just shadow blasts them out of there. His name's Sean, right? I thought it was Sean this whole time. It's Sean. Spawn. <laughs> it's, he's a hell Sean, don't you know? He's a hell Sean. <laughs> I don't know how many Sean's you've known, but that's probably pretty accurate. Just and then like, we cut. Just like what? I was going to say Martin Sean for Martin Sean. Oh, Martin Sean. <laughs> I love Martin Sean. So I guess in this parlance, it would be Spawn Wallace then instead of Sean Wallace if we're going there. Oh, yeah. Man, we need, we need to make sure that Sean Wallace is in the new Spawn movie. He needs to be someone in there. He could be Brock the Shock Fennel. His name's Wallace Sean. Wallace Shut. Damn it. Sean Wallace. You gotta reverse, reverse it. You gotta put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Wait, strike that. Reverse it. Like Willy Wonka says. <laughs> He's back, baby. He's yeah, back. Wonka coming back. He's back. Back by popular demand. Uh, <laughs> colonizer Willy Wonka. Back by popular demand. You mean the popular demand of movie executives for money. Right? It just seems like such a weird movie to come out. Like, who is clamoring for a Willy Wonka prequel? I have no idea. I, I do feel like I've heard multiple, multiple times that like this sort of thing was coming. Yeah, I feel like it's forever there's been a Wonka prequel in the works. But like, but like why? <laughs> why? I don't get it. Hey, you gotta prequelize everything. Yeah. But you know, you know what I'm clamoring for and would like to see on the big screen? This fucking alternate spawn fight. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah, we got we got Revolutionary War spawn. Just punching it out with Centurion spawn. Punching in the head. And they're calling it the zoo. They're in the zoo. Yeah, and they they do a they're doing prison rules where you gotta you gotta make a show of force of fighting when you show up, or else you're gonna get picked on by everybody else. And like Mage spawn is there. Yeah, and he's Orco spawn is trying to manipulate Gumshoe spawn there. I'm still I'm still writing that Orko Spawn needs to be voiced by Griffin Newman, who voiced Orko in the new Masters of the Universe. Of course. Because then else we could do it. Then we could get He-Man Spawn and Battle Cat Spawn and Spawn at Arms and and Tila Spawn. I guess okay. <laughs> Enough Spila. Masters of the Universe. And then 
we got all the guys, the shadow players are here watching these guys duke it out. Yeah, yeah. We got good hair guy having good hair again. He's just like Bartholomew <laughs> having to brush it out of his eyes all the time. And then someone from off panel asks, what is the point of all this? And they've got a black speech bubble and it's Dark Redeemer. Dark Redeemer. Or as we know him now, Abel. Abel. We do. Yeah, Johnny, I was looking at this last night while I was reading it, and Carlo Barberi draws draws Dark Redeemer real good, and mm-hmm. it just makes me realize again just how good of an action figure that Dark Redeemer action figure is. Oh, it's great. It is It is beautiful. It's great, really good at representation, and the wings are cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the detail is great, and sort of the color palette works really well. I've seen very few repaints of the Dark Redeemer figure, and I think that's because, you know, they got it right the first time. Nobody yeah. has any complaints. I, just, I certainly don't have any. He's pissed. He's like, yo, these spawns are our sworn enemies. You should have killed them. Mm-hmm. We're heaven people. And it's, look, I'm just I'm just doing what God tells me, my friend. Yeah, They're like, the boss gave us different orders. <laughs> yeah, like, we just got to do. They're following. They're following. They're saying, what would Jesus do? What would God do? And they're yeah. doing it. They're like, they're like, it's a, it's an act of faith. And he's like, all right, <laughs> okay. Well, he just really wants to get back into heaven. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'll do whatever God says. Yeah. yeah. He's fallen from heaven's graces. He's, he's the dark redeemer. He is. He is Kevin McAllister, and God accidentally threw away his ticket to heaven with the spilled soda and pizza from the party the night before. He's just, yep. he's just really want he just really wants to go on this family trip, dude. He really does. And then as Dark Redeemer walks away, Lady and Dude, Jesus, I should be better about learning their names. Cordelia and Bartholomew. Cordelia and Bartholomew, and he's like, "What what's gonna happen when he finds out you just lied to him?" And she's like, "Bah, we'll deal with that later." <laughs> More important things to do, like experimenting on these spawns. And she goes, the one on the left, I'd like to use that one for our little experiment. Yeah. Our little test. Which one is that? Hmm, we don't know, but we'll find out. Oh, I know I have uh, I, I have a favorite. <laughs> yes. We get ourselves some pundits. CRN lady is wearing a... I like, I like what she's wearing. It's, it's got a lot of fun colors on it. Yeah. And you can see her little lavalier mic, too. Interesting. It's a nice little detail that... I've never seen before. Yeah, they're still they're still talking about the the riots and the uprisings that have been going on. They're calling them spawn marches. Yep. And how these occurrences in large urban places is for some reason making people in the suburbs very uncomfortable with where they live and it's like you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll you don't live fine. in the city. Yeah. And then Brock the Shocks here, they're calling out senators. And trying to say, I told you, I told you so, I told you so. These so-called peaceful protests, he's been warning you about them. Yeah, he's, he's been there daily, along with dozens of well-chosen guests. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe he's right, Johnny. Maybe Brock's got all the truth. All the truth that's fit to publish. He thinks he does. He, think, he sure thinks he does, yeah. I guess that's, that's kind of how it is, is all of these people do think they do have the best... The best, most truthfulest news. The best, most truthfulest news. That's that's going to be the Patriot.TV tagline, isn't it? <laughs> the best, I mean, it would fit. News. <laughs> then we smash cut to Spawn's hideout. And Spawn's just sitting in front of the gigantic computer. 
because you know he recently kicked kicked Mark out, and now he's like, "How the fuck do I work this thing?" Yeah, he's like, "I don't know what to do. Which button do I hit?" He was like, "Why did I? (laughs) Shouldn't have fired that IT guy." (laughs) And Kurt and Daniel are just like, "The fuck is he doing? He's just staring at a computer that's been turned off. He hasn't even done anything." (laughs) And Kurt, he's like, "Man, heaven and hell are real." He's like, "Oh, don't worry about it." Uh, and so, so Daniel, Daniel the priest is yeah. surprised to learn that heaven and hell are real. And Kurt's like, <laughs> Kurt's rather dismissive and says, "I thought you'd have been relieved to know the magic sky fairy is real." <laughs> oh man, it's good. To, it's good to know that even though one of those brothers is dead and one of them is poisoned, that they <laughs> they still act like brothers. <laughs> They're not letting the machinations of supernatural beings get in the way of them kind of being a little shitty to each other out of love. Well, it looks like we were right. They, he, he recognizes Al Simmons from his fighting. Yeah, yeah. He's like, get, yo, I saw him back in the day. We get Soldier Al Simmons and Soldier Al Simmons is looking pretty boss but I think he would probably be he should probably wear a helmet, you know. Some kind of helmet, yeah. <laughs> let's just ask him. Let's just ask him for a bullet in the brain. They were they, so they were supposed to go on a mission together, him and Kurt. Yeah, and they then, went and rescued some scientists in Guadalajara, but it went terribly wrong. Yeah, it just like like right out the gate, the the target died, and then they just had to fight their way out of there. And then Haunt's like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm gonna go look around, and then he runs into well, Sigor, big he monkey. Runs our, he runs into our bud, Sigor, and he says, "Go a way," and it snorts on him. <laughs> He goes, you got a problem, King Kong? That's why I'm going to diss. He's probably like, yeah, thank you for calling me King Kong. He's a great uh, idol of mine and a great person. <laughs> He's like, you really you really think so? Uh, the puggies started. It's, I guess it's official. It's no longer a, re- <laughs> a recording session of regarding Spawn until the puggy. The, the pug's pug. there. Rah, 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 rah. She, says, rah. she says, he does look like King Kong. King Kong ain't got nothing on him. <laughs> you see the new Kong X Godzilla trailer? I have not, no. Looks pretty cool. Nice. There's a baby King Kong. Oh, baby King Kong. Is it actual baby King Kong or is it like King Kong's baby? Or like It's just a baby big gorilla. Okay. A ba- so like a finds. regular gorilla? Yeah, it's so, like in the grand tradition of like the baby Godzillas and stuff. Okay. So Godzilla's son? <laughs> yeah. I love I love that one where Godzilla's son is just like shoved in the cab of a truck with two other people. <laughs> and they're just driving down the highway. Oh, when they're driving? Yeah, I've seen parts of that one on Pluto TV. Those are like the real goofy ones. That suit in the 70s ones gets real bad too yeah, at some points. Yeah, it does. Like real bad. But I do love that he like dances when he defeats <laughs> some guys that one time. He does like a victory dance. Oh boy, it's great. So, so what you're telling me is that basically they put Harambe in the new Godzilla vs. Kong movie? Yes, they did a big Harambe meme. R.I.P. We stand a legend. Dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that when I'm taking a drink, Johnny. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, so Al finds Haunt, you know, pestering Saigor, and Al's like, Dude, you gotta leave my monkey alone. He's like, it's okay. You can, you can, you can go go rest. Thanks thanks for all your hard work. And then, as Al and Haunter walking away, we get the the Jim Downing glowing eyes 
on Saigor that we we know. We we know now that they are the glowing eyes of Jim Downing looking through Saigor. Yep. But in the context of this issue, we don't know. We just are like, ooh, smoky ooh, eye. Something's going on with Saigor. He he must have been watching some um some makeup TikToks because he's got a he's got himself a little smoky eye and it's looking pretty good. Nice. So Al says he thinks he's figured out who ordered the attack. An agent named Arthur Sylvine. And he's, he's the only one of Heaven's operatives stuck on Earth. He runs some logistics companies in North America. And Sylvine and Figredo both started as like lieutenants underneath a crime lord called Simon Proksh. Getting a lot of names thrown out here. So many names. I don't even think they even uh, even matter in the long run. No, they really don't. I don't think they come back. And then it turns out that Lydia was one of Sylvain's enforcers. So so that's how it ties into Haunt. Turns out Lydia wasn't her actual name. It was one of many names she went by. Hmm. And it turns out that heaven and hell hate Haunt an awful lot. Almost as much as they hate Al Simmons. Which is a bunch. <laughs> Most hated man. And he's like, look, this Sylvine guy was supposed to have a meeting with Cogliostro tonight. Let's go crash this meeting. Party crashers. I love how Hans was like, Cogliostro, what's the deal with that guy anyway? Yeah. Like, well, he's a drunk. <laughs> he's, he's an immortal being who loves rocks for some reason. <laughs> and hanging out in alleys when he could, like, <laughs> do a lot of other stuff. And so they're, like, both accept to follow his lead. They're going to come along with him. Yeah. And Hans's like, wait, wait, hold, what? And Kurt's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just say yes, Daniel. <laughs> he gives him a Mark's old bedroom. He's like, yeah, there's a room down the hall you can rest in. That's probably Mark's old bedroom. It's all computers, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> I'm I'm sure Mark probably actually, in all seriousness, referred to his bed as his charging station. <laughs> oh boy, he's got to take a bio break. <laughs> I didn't hear that until I was starting to play a lot of Diablo Four, and people would be like, "BRB bio," and I was like, "What does that mean?" It's like my friend James like means they gotta pee. Ah, you gotta take a bio break. Well, I mean, they they obviously haven't discovered the wide mouth bottle that Gatorade comes in. Yeah, I mean, you can't pause Diablo Four; it's always online. So sometimes you just gotta piss your pants. Have, haven't people been marketing like gaming catheters so that way you can just like cath up and then fill your bag while you're playing? Oh God, I'm it's, sure it's terrible. You shouldn't catheterize yourself if you don't need to. For no, please don't. medical reasons, you can you can seriously give yourself bad infections. Yeah. So we go now to a warehouse. It's not a, it's not yes. a derelict warehouse, but it is pretty empty. It's pretty empty. And we've got a lady yelling at an old lady. An old lady named Iris. Iris, we know. Or maybe we don't know yet. Or maybe we do know, but she's connected to Cogliostro. She's like kind of his helper on Earth. Yeah, I don't think, as, as of this issue, I don't know if we know of much about her. Okay. But I know that we know a lot about her now, so... Yes. We know what we know or what we don't know. Who knows? Yeah. And the this one lady is like, this was supposed to be a meeting with us and Cog. Why the, why the fuck is Cog not here? Why are, why are you here? And she's like, well, uh, I don't think you understood the arrangement that Kuliostro was trying to put together. And angry lady says, we're supposed to be partners. And Iris is like, I don't know. Mm. No. You're supposed to be his underlings. Yes. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't take that very well. <laughs> is that a joke? <laughs> I assure you, Coliostro is quite serious. I cracked up laughing at this, Johnny, because 
our original introduction to Coliostro. It's not very not serious, serious. at all. <laughs> He's like yuck 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 yuck. <laughs> He's like, why don't you use some of your your precious your precious powers that you don't want to waste on uh, making me a case of wine? <laughs> and don't even bother don't even bother making it good wine, so that way it's a good use of your powers. Just make it some garbage. <laughs> Making some strawberry garbage. I like to think that the 1989 Strawberry Ripple is just like alcoholic strawberry Fanta. Yeah, I mean, that's what I kind of imagine always. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. These... But there's a slight change in temperature. Yeah, yeah. And it alerts Iris to something uninvited. Yeah, Iris is just like, oh, hello. It's a pleasure to meet you, Spawn. It's like it's like when you when you meet somebody that you've only known through emails, and it's like, it's good to meet you, even though we know each other. It's good to actually finally physically meet you. So, This pug just farted on my lap, and I felt it, and it was cool. Oh, no! It was just a little buzz. If that's what if that's what Spawn is getting from sitting on those telegraph wires, then he's a freak. He is a freak. And then Iris is like, is, is telling... I'm so confused. So he asked if she's Sylvine, even though his name is Arthur Sylvine. Is it Swan just stupid, or is this like a is this like a revelation that she's been Sylvine? She's like Kaga told me so much about you, Sylvine. I don't know, I don't know. I because it's either that or he's asking after Sylvine. So. Right, it's one of the two. But Sylvine ain't there. It's no. just Iris. Just Iris. And then it was he's like telling these people, he's like, "Yo, Kagaostro." He's just gonna use you as you're no longer useful. And he's gonna eliminate you. Yeah. I bet he didn't tell you that part. And he's gonna he's gonna make you use your powers to get that shitty alcohol. Yep, I, he did that to me. <laughs> he's a mooch. <laughs> I mean, literally, he's a mooch. He's out there. He's out there trying to get that that necroplasm. Uh, spoilers for a couple issues from now. Spoilers for yeah, well, the issue we're about to read. No, <laughs> it's actually the issue we're about to cover. Yeah, so. So Angry Lady and her entourage are just like, enough of this. And they transform into the vampires that they are. Heaven vampires. Heavenly bloodsuckers. Yeah. And they're like, like, you will die and Cog will be next. They're about to attack Bon, Iris, and Haunt. Then we get a power meter that's 1936. Mm -hmm. 1936. Not a good year for Germany. Nope. Actually, actually, no, I guess historically bad, bad year for, for Germany. But at the time, they thought it was good for oh, them boy. before they realized what was going on. Because that would have been before everybody realized how much of a, a, a shit that little failed artist was. Right. It would, be, it would be a couple of years before everybody was like, oh, that was that was a bad person to have been put into a place of power. You know, we'll, we'll know now and nobody will ever, ever do it again. No one will ever put an unqualified piece of garbage who thinks they're greater than everybody else in a, such a position of power. It's not going to happen, John. Never. Never Not in America, not anywhere in the world. No. But anyway, we get a spawning grounds, presents the breakdown. And it's a really good one. And it's, yeah. It's thematically appropriate, Johnny. It's hashtag holiday spawn. I mean, guess what? It's hashtag holiday season right now. Yeah. So get your hashtag Christmas hats out and put them on your hashtag spawn figures. To make hashtag Sponta Claus. I think my favorite is the violator with three Santa hats eating a hot dog man. Yeah, there's a there's a Santa head on each on each horn. <laughs> and he's eating the hot dog. <laughs> it's great. 
It's so good. There's the there's one that somebody had put a Richard Simmons head on. Yeah, what's up with that one? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. It's great. There's our uh, our buddy the the Dikuni. Oh yeah. We've got the the clown in an alley set uh just like holding a whole bunch of decapitated heads. Pretty cool. He's got some gifts that people got for Christmas. Yeah, some people's got somebody's got a couple of slabbed signed King Spawn number issues. ones, yeah. Yeah. Dope. Limited edition issues too. There's Santa Spawn hanging out with Elvira. Yeah. A couple different Santa Spawns. It's real nice. It's real nice. It's real good. Looks like it was a good holiday season. Yeah. Someone got to spawn the album with like a Santa cover. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, pretty great. There's somebody got like the thing and oh wait, no, that's a a Jaws action figure, uh, they live action figure. Is that a Crypt Keeper? It looks kind of like Crypt Keeper. They got an Anakin Skywalker. They got a Gunslinger. They're all just like chilling all the out. They got for Christmas. Yeah, doing what they do. And we got the Image Classics, and then the My Hero Academia toys now available at Walmart. Johnny, good to know. You gotta go get those Grenadier braces. Yeah, those are crazy. Or Grenadier. Not Grenadier, Grenadier. Yeah, Grenadier braces. <laughs> the the <laughs> Grenadine? You gotta go get some Grenadine, Jack. Just like a guy that has, like, grenades for fists. And his hairstyle looks like an explosion. Yes. Katsui Bagugo. Man. Bakugo. And then, uh, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. That is, that is Spawn 326, Jen. Indeed it is, in all its glory. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got uh, Spawn three forty six. Mm, yes, indeed. Just take just take that two out of the middle there. S- double it. Slap it in. Got yourself a new book. Wrap it, slap it, slap it on a ding dong. <laughs> yeah, just bag it and tag it and sell it to the butcher at the store, as they say. And now we're selling it. We're selling it. We're selling it. And we're buying it. And what we're buying is a copy of this issue. And my reading copy is the A cover by uh, Mike Diodato Jr. Wait, no, wait. Yeah. Is that, is that the Diodato monkey? Jr. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Then I'm reading the B cover. Okay. By uh, but yeah, you looks like you got the A cover. I got the A cover. Yeah, it's got it's got Cygor. Cygor monkey. Cygor. Look, look. It looks like Cygor's talking on the Zoom. Hold on. Oh no! It decided it wasn't a face. Sad. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's it's action pose Cygor. He's just like ah, leaping into action with his one red eye. It's real good. It's real good. I like it. And I have the B cover here, which is a real muscular spawn by Kyle New. Kyle New. It is a real muscular Super spawn. Super muscular. He's got like a 4,000 pack going on. Look at that. 4,000 pack. Just real detailed. There's... Oh, he's he's got a 666 That's pack. That's what it is. Johnny Come on. It. it was right there. Oh, it was, oh, boy. We'll remember for next time. <laughs> and uh, has the world record-breaking comic banner at the bottom, so... Ooh, ooh. Toddfather's feeling sassy. sassy. Let's see how sassy this looks. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that every time I put on a hat. Let's see how sassy it looks. There's also a C cover this time, David. 
Oh, I see. It is a, a kale new variant that is just like a green right. and black and white one. It's an all-natural owl. An all-natural owl. All-natural owl nice. cover. So those are your three. I like that black and white with one color. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Usually it's, usually it's red a la Sin City or yellow. But this this black and white except for the necroplasm. Yeah, pretty cool. Dope. So we crack it open and we've got the credits. Mm-hmm. Some very special credits here, which we'll get to. But Rory McConville is on script plot with Todd McFarlane doing additional script. He's got to get it. He's back. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's trying. He's making sure that the train stays on the tracks for the on the road to art. I guess. Right, 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 right. And Carlo Barberi did the art yet again. J. David Ramos did the colors yet again. Oh, yeah. J. David Ramos is... Interesting they changed the order on here, because it used to be Tom Wojciechowski, then J. David Ramos. Hey, I don't know the politics of comics credits. But yeah, we got Tom Wojciechowski on lettering. We covered the covers. Sure did. Tom McFarlane's creative director, and Thomas Healy is editor-in-chief. Yeah. Well, we got someone else to shout out, because there's a little box in this intro that says, yeah. in these credits, a special thanks to Trent Klaus of SpawnWorld.com. And I got to... I, I got to meet Woo, Trent at yeah. SpawnCon. He was really nice. He works in special effects as his day job, but he's a big Spawn fan as well. And he got to host the panels and was just a really nice, informative guy. Nice, nice. Good to know we got Spawnverts in high places. Yeah, he worked at the company that did some of the de-aging effects and some of, or the aging effects in some of the Marvel movies. So, mm. yeah, big special effects nice. guy. But he gets a special shout out because spawnworld.com. It's a great website if you haven't checked it out. Just a great resource to finding out about the collectibles and just like various things. Yeah. So definitely go there. Yeah. You honestly don't realize how cool he is, but usually when you just like you try to Google something about a history of spawn, it almost always will take you to spawnworld.com yeah. first. And it's kind of a retro website, which he says he enjoys. It like, looks like it was it would have in the yeah. 90s, early 2000s. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So when I started reading Spawn the first time, there were issues with Neil Gaiman and Todd Father and the Origins Collection number two. There used to be two different versions. One of them had issue nine. One of them didn't have issue nine. And at the time, neither of them had issue 10 in them. And so I had to go to Spawn World, figure out which ISBN number had issue nine in it, searched online at amazon for isbn Mm. number this one specifically had to order that one as soon as it showed up flipped through it to make sure it was the one i ordered and not the other one well they figured that all out now so you don't have to have that problem but yeah that's interesting but yeah swan world trent klaus check it out that's cool they got a shout out so previously in spawn the battle continues to rage across the landscape of hell as several contenders begin their final approach towards the throne. Mm-hmm. As I said before, Johnny, this is a battle of butts, and you gotta you gotta root for a butt. Which butt is Which gonna be one? on the throne of hell? It's like it's like the Kentucky Derby of butts. <laughs> and they're racing. They're racing across the wastelands. The Ken Buddy Derby. Ah, the Ken Ken Buddy, Buddy Derby. Derby. There we go. <laughs> they're racing across the wastelands of hell you got freak you got gunslinger you got medieval you got reaper so to to backtrack don't forget that this group was split off as like a scouting group from spawn's right. main group at the end of the previous issue reaper like crash lands 
back at the main group. And so this is Reaper's sort of Right, that was the cliffhanger. Was he so smashed back. Yeah, because they were like, oh, hey, look, a shooting star. <laughs> Wait, oh, no, it's hell? Reaper. <laughs> so Reaper, Reaper and Gunslinger and Freak and Medieval came across Brimstone. Right, it's the, Br- it's the Brimstones. We get a nice little, a nice little picture of gr- Brimstone here. And man, a brimstone figure would be yeah. choice too. Imagine, imagine sort of the clear plastics. They're like the the dyed yellow and red clear plastic. No, it'd be cool if it was clear plastic, and you, he had a little wheel on the back that would shoot sparks. And you have sparks in, inside. Oh, of that it. would be awesome! Hell yeah, we need to bring back interactive action. Figures. I like how there's like different brimstones though. There's like cop brimstone. There's like sorcerer brimstone. Looks like there's like Mexican brimstone. Yeah. He's got a sombrero he's- on. Yeah, there's there's bandito. Yeah, one smoking. He's one smoking bandito. <laughs> yeah, there's like Maoist general. Yeah, guy. They're all attacking our heroes. There's a guy in the back that looks kind of like medieval, only he's got the brimstone head. So I guess I guess when you're inducted into Brimstone's army, he just sets yeah. your head on fire. Like he, maybe he like sets his forehead against your forehead and says, "My flames to your flames." But yeah, Brimstone just guts yep. the freak. They tackle they tackle Medieval and Gunslinger. And then Reaper just like barely gets out with his life. And Al's like, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. You did good. He said that they, they wanted, he heard one of them scream, keep the other hell spawns alive. Yeah. And so everybody's, everybody's worried. But Al's like, I know, I know exactly what Sin is doing. And then we get a little illustration of what Sin is doing, where he's just, like, sucking the necroplasm out of all of these spawns. And we've got, like, Kali Ma spawn from <laughs> from the uh, deleted scene from Indiana Jones yes. and the Temple of Doom. Punk spawn. punk spawn. We've got Samurai spawn, who obviously was cut out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yes. Turtles of Time. And, <laughs> and Jessica's like, how do, you, how do you know this is what he's doing? And spawn's like... <laughs> Honest, it's what I would do. <laughs> so much like when I talked to Christopher Priest, or just Priest, if we're gonna talk to him, talk about him in a comics capacity, at a convention once, and I said, "Sir, you write an amazing asshole," and he says, "Thank you. It takes one to know one." <laughs> and then Redeemer. Well, we know it's Redeemer from the speech bubble, and says, "It's not that simple." And here he comes, holding the freak's body. Yeah, it's very it's very biblical. This is very like Mary Magdalene holding the body of Jesus. Yeah. And man, Al looks so remorseful at this. He's like bummed that he can't revive him in hell. Yeah, he does. He's just like, no, not here. He loves the freak. <laughs> the freak does good work for him. <laughs> it's true. And they're like, well, we can go pick up their trail and find them. And Spawn's like, nope, we're not doing that. That's not the plan. And everyone's like, what? We don't want to go get them? Nope, we're not doing it. He's like, we're already late. He's like... I said we had to leave at 5.30, and at 5.35, you come to me and say, hold on a second, I have to go to the bathroom. We're already late. We should have been on the road 12 minutes ago. We're trying to get to the throne of hell. He's like, we got to make it to grandma's house before 6 o'clock, or else traffic is going to be terrible. And he doesn't want to <laughs> hand him more prisoners. He says it's just a bad idea. Everybody everybody just kind of like grumbly, grumbly, grumbles. And then Raven Spawn starts you know the raven spawn actually comes to al's defense which is surprising because you know we know raven spawn kind of doesn't doesn't like anybody really but but he's like you know it is i mean we do if we don't want sin to be master of the universe 
we don't want him sitting on that throne, lifting his arm in the air and saying, I have the power! And then going... Then, then we need to get going. He says that. He it's says amazing. That it's so weird. Because they get they get Masters of the Universe on TV in the southernmost reaches of hell, Johnny. <laughs> and so basically, they're just like, yeah, we got to get this Infernal Keep, expend his energies getting there, and that's where we hit him. Yeah, and then Al's like, I'll bury the freak, and then we'll get going. And everybody's just this like, is weird. What? Something's not quite right. What? And we yeah. cut to the Infernal Keep of the First Realm. And we got Cataclysm talking to Clown. And of course, Clown's just like, I want anyone but a damned human. I hate humans. No human on the throne. And, and Cataclysm's like, why should, I, why should I trust you? And, and Clown's like, I'm a hell guy. I've been fighting for hell since before yeah. you were. He's like, I've been fighting for. Come on. Yeah. And then I like, are those, are those um, planet eaters we see, John? I think they're Fleabiacs. I think it's some Fleabiac brothers. They're pretty, they're yeah, pretty they gruesome are. either way. And so uh, Clown's like, you got to watch out for the spawns. And Cataclysm's like, hell spawns? Those are relics. They belong in a museum. <laughs> and then Clown's like, oh, this motherfucker. What an idiot. He doesn't say it, but his face just like collapses. And he's like, oh boy, not this dum-dum. He's a dum-dum. He's a dum-dum. And then we see Adam. Abel. Not Adam. Abel. Helmet off. Abel. Yeah, with his... With his flowing lock just being like hey you think he believes you clown and clown's like yeah i don't fucking care <laughs> i don't care if he believes me i'm just gonna use him anyway and then clown says we've got an invasion to plan he's going for it. everyone's making their moves then johnny we are again at that point where it is all out war you got like all a giant war. elemental beast shooting beams red beams orange beams you got a field of desolation with more of those impaled demons. You got Sigor and Overkill just tromping through through hell guys like they're nothing. Oh man, Overkill. Overkill is so excited. Look at that big old that big old fucking grin. He loves got. it. And is everything's just getting conquered and reconquered. It's back and forth and back and forth. It's like two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, Johnny. Pretty much. And then we focus in on a very ordered camp. Yes, very nice camp. That, that Nyx is surveying from a high vantage point. She's actually, it actually kind of looks like she's on Pride Rock. So, and she's like, all that the, all that the, all that touches. the darkness of hell touches is yours. Yeah. And she's, she's having some reservations and Jim Downing comes up and is like, hey, hey dude, it's way, it's way too late for us to be worrying about this. We just got to see this through. And they're interrupted by a catch him. Some excellent lettering work from mm-hmm. the Tom father. And they see two soldiers chasing after another soldier who's trying to desert. And this this deserter is just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. I just can't. And the guys who were chasing him were like, yeah, shut up. And just murk him right there. It seems like this makes Nick sad. She doesn't want any part of this. Because, you know, they, they say that the deserters are coming more and more frequently, and it's like it's weighing on her. Nix, Nix is in a position that she didn't ask for, and it's got a lot of responsibility. And boy, she's in anguish. Yeah. And Jim Downing's just mad. I think Jim Downing feels a little screwed over by Green World as well, but he's he's better at the gritting it and bearing it until he gets into a better position. Whereas Nix is just like, man, I don't I don't even care that. I mean, he says earlier he's like not thrilled about propping up the King of Hell. So yeah. Then we cut to a Heaven Jet. It's a Heaven Jet. Uh, it's got a couple of 
a couple of angels in there. And they're like, oh, there's a distress signal. And as we know, Johnny, in every, in every war story, the distress signal is, is always a good thing. You yeah, know? it's never not what it's supposed to be. It's never, as the Mon Calamari would say, a trap. It's a trap! Retreat! Have I mentioned before on the podcast, Johnny, how much I fucking love <laughs> that the squid beings in Star Wars are Mon Calamari? It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love Star Wars names. They're the best. And then they, they see somebody crawling out of the wreckage, and it's Redeemer, and the angels are like, Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Hey guys, we got a Redeemer! He needs some help! He needs, he needs, he needs and some help! they're like, a Redeemer? Wait, who? Dispatches no, like, it no, could no, be no, the no, bad no, no, Redeemer, no, no, no. and it is. And it is. He, he just, like, light blasts. Boom! And then we cut into the inside of the heaven plane, and Haunt has just snuck up behind the, the pilot and just ripped their throat out. Yep. Look at that. He's covered in blood. And then Al starts kicking a surviving angel around, just, like, punting him in the face. And, like, like he looks like he's about to get down to some, you know, some good pummeling of, yeah. of this angel. And Jessica Priest's like, I need to, I need to talk right to you now. for a second now. Right now. Right this second. Al's like, what's up? And Jessica Priest is like, nah, I'm, I'm no mathematician, but this doesn't add up. Yeah. She's just like, look. Even if we beat Sin, even if Kyle holds on, that's not going to fix anything. So what is your actual plan here, Al? Mm. And he says, the opening quote, which is, you're right. And he says, he says, this beautiful gluteus Maximus will be the one to grace the throne of hell. So please get Maybe that's how Kurt recognized Spawn. He recognized his butt. <laughs> it was like, I've seen that butt before. <laughs> yes, Spawn will be the butt on the throne. Surprising no one. And, you know, it's always a modest growth in necroplasm between the issues, but between the last issue we covered, 326, and this one, there's a, there's a great increase. We're at 2242 from Mr. Yeah. Al Simmons, Johnny. He must, be, he must be getting some of that ambient necroplasm that, that they talked about. Yeah, just sucking ago. it up from Hell's atmosphere. Help boosting them up a little but bit. Yeah, I mean, basically just find out that Spawn is dragging all these guys along, and he's going to install himself on the throne, which... You know, we have reservations about. We've followed him yeah. through King Spawn, and we know that it's something he wants, but we don't know if it's the right thing. Well, if we don't even know if it's something he wants. It's what he wants. feels like it's he must be done. The best, it's the best course of action that he can see, because any other choice is yeah. just terrible. So. We get a spawning grounds, and this one we get a mail bag. Yeah. Big old bag, bag of, of mail. mail. I like to, I like to think that just like a little a little kid in a page boy hat shows up at the spawn offices and drops like a, a big old sack full of letters on Thomas Healy's desk. Thomas Healy flips him a silver dollar and says, Thanks, Timmy. The first letter is from Ernesto R from Guadalajara, Mexico. Hey, a little tie into the last issue. I wonder if I wonder if he witnessed the battle in which Al Simmons met. He just says he loves it. He just started He's having fun reading the collection, staring at it for hours. It would be awesome if you included this spawn he drew. You get this fun, like, kind of cartoony spawn that he drew that's pretty awesome. Good good texture on the chains and the gauntlets, as Thomas Ely points out. Yeah, and I will I will say, Johnny, Johnny, you will notice it is a small right foot spawn. Classic. So, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like, I, I've noticed that a lot of the fan art, if they do a spawn, a lot of them will actually do a small right foot spawn. It's, it's possible, even though it wasn't around that long. Yeah. I mean, 
for good reason, Johnny, because it's a real good design. And then we got Josu out there bothering all of his coworkers, being like, hey, hey. I can relate hey, to that. Hey, hey, me as well. It's thankless work trying to convince your coworkers and your friends and your family members to leave Spock. Yeah, it's not thankless because sometimes we get to have them on our podcast, so that's that's good. Yeah, it's still. Thank you for doing yeah, the good work. Get those Josu. words out there. And then, Johnny. I can't believe that they printed the whole text of this fucking message because it was so goddamn long. Alexander G. Good Lord. Fucking edit. Cut some shit out. He just says hi. The entirety of it. Hi, Alexander G. That's it. That's the letter. Too too many words. Too many words. (laughs) Uh, Alexander G. also submitted a bit of artwork, and it is actually, holy shit, it is great. Yep, really, really big chested spawn. It's great. It's great. It's good. It's wonderful. Need more Spawn Universe advertisements? Upcoming. Yes, we do. Covers. Image Classics advertisement, as we always do. And then we got the Page Punchers advertisement again for the toys on the back. With Spawn and Anti-Spawn. In the yes, prison yard. Interesting uh, choice. That's it. That's 346. Yeah. One step closer to getting that booty on the throne. Somebody's booty. There were, were one cheek one cheek to the edge. I guess you could say that. Trying to think of think of all the bad late nineties music that you could that you could sing butts about. Yeah, so because I mean they call it butt rock, so we gotta we gotta. What do they call butt rock? butt rock? In. I don't know. I have heard. I think people just call butt rock songs that their okay. music that they don't like. Because I've heard like Bon Jovi at all referred to as butt rock. I've also heard like Creed and Nickelback referred okay. to as butt rock. I I think every like. Every group kind of has their own definition of butt rock. It, I've tried to look into it so many times, and it okay. still doesn't make any sense. I've never heard that before. But, butt rock. Butt rock. It's not made for shaking your booty, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Speaking of booty shaking, <laughs> I think we it's need to time to puppies. rate the puppies. Booty. I'm shaking my booty back to 326. We get a haunt spawn team up fight. We get some action between the various spawns that are trapped in the zoo. Get some more intrigue with Cogliostro. You know, it's a decent issue. Just doesn't have, like, it has, like, three things going on, but, like, not one, like, standout thing. I don't know. It was just, like, a good, like, moving the pieces a little bit issue. I'm going to give it 3.5 Al Simmons' butt when he's a soldier. (laughs) That's how Kurt recognizes him. I mean, very recognizable. Very recognizable. I, I agree, Johnny. I agree very much. It's... Art yes. is beautiful, fantastic, but it is also, it's it's starting a, a whole lot of threads that will then follow. I am also going to give it three and a half. I'm going to give it three and a half POV, POV? POV face shields. POV. That's the, that's the French version. That's how they yeah. say it in France, right? POV face shieldings from Haunt as as Spawn hits him with the, the Necroblast. Nice. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a great image. The art is spectacular. The art is spectacular. Yeah, it was it was just it was a lot of fun, but just kind of a setting the pieces issue. But then we've got three forty six, which is basically has two threads here. You have the thread of everyone going through hell, and then you cut away to clown for a little bit. But mainly, it's just our friends. Well, at least you get the Uh three threads, because then you cut to Green World, folks. But I think this is great. I love this. What Spawn Mainline Spawn's been doing. Leading up to 350, it's just like a really fun epic story that each each issues a little piece more, and just like it just feels like it's building towards something that's hopefully going to be really cool. So I'm going to give this one 4.5 Bandito Brimstones because I love that little detail. Hell yeah, I agree. So one one thing that I like, Carlo Barberi's art yes. is still awesome, but 
but I like I like seeing an earlier in the run and the newer in the run. It seems like he's he's gotten this is gonna sound bad, but I mean it in a good way. He's gotten a little stingier about lines. So it's just real fun to see sort of where he puts his focus of small line details on current versus yeah. when he started. And it's it's great. It's great. I like I like watching how it's it's changed because obviously it's gonna change over the course of time. Rory McConville is fucking great at writing Spawn John. Oh yeah. This is this is some good shit. We got good writing, we got good art. I am gonna give it four desiccated punk spawns. Yeah. Poor punk spawn. We never knew ye. R.I.P. Rest yeah. in Sin's belly. R.I.S. <laughs> B. Cause Sin sucked out your necroplasm. Well, it'll take a minute to figure out what that acronym is. Hold on a second. R.I.S. B. S. S. Y. N. Yep, that's what we're gonna put on his grave. Rest, rest in Sin's belly because Sin ate, sucked out your necroplasm. Sure. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Wonderful. Now, it's funny because both these issues play fast and loose with different kinds of spawns, and I like that. That's always funny just to see like what other spawns I can think of. Oh, yeah. There, there had to have been a meeting where they came up with like a long list of all the spawns they wanted to see. And they're like, okay, how many can we shove into each issue? Right. And how appropriate is it? <laughs> how many views do we need to see each of them from? <laughs> T-Rex. Maybe the Todd Father and Thomas Healy both have like a bingo card of, of all the different alternate forms of spawn they think are going to show up in a couple of issues. And then when they get to review them at the end, they, they mark them off. Whoever has the most marks off doesn't have to buy the drinks. That's funny. Or I guess dinner, since the Todd Father doesn't drink. Yeah. So speaking of all these all these alternate spawns, Johnny, mm-hmm. there is one particular alternate spawn that I, I myself, and you too, I do believe, have a very soft spot in your heart for, in my heart for. Yes. And that is, that is the cosplayer spawn. The cosplayer spawn. The cosplayer spawn. And one specific cosplayer spawn actually featured in the spawning grounds of spawn 326 and that is west coast morpheus because not only do we have a soft spot for cosplayer spawn but we talk about the matrix a whole fucking lot and if you go visit our friend west coast spawn you will see he dresses up as spawn he dresses up as morpheus he dresses up as a lot of other things too but mostly spawn morpheus it's like our interests intertwining in cosplay, Johnny. Yeah, he's awesome. He loves loves Morpheus, loves Spawn. What's not to love? Yeah. The only thing he doesn't dress up is uh Boobalicious Jessica Priest. So yeah, you know, maybe maybe we'll we'll give him a we'll give him a ring and be like, Hey hey Morpheus <laughs> We have a secret secret assignment for you. <laughs> no, this is awesome. He seems really cool. Yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. So go give him a follow and it's just West Coast Morpheus on Instagram. He's got a lot, he's got a lot of great shit to show you. Yep. While you're over there, it's very important that you go visit our friend Brian. Brian does our music. Brian underscore Boyles underscore twenty seven. It's great shit. Absolutely phenomenal shit. Like real good shit. He does our music. What's not to love? Then we're over there too. Maybe not as phenomenal shit too with us. We got a regarding Spawn Pod is what we are over there. We're posting all kinds of fun stuff. Come give us a holler. Give us a holler. Uh, if you want to holler at us, not on Instagram, we've got an email account that you could send us letters and 
stuff to regardingspawnpod at gmail.com. We'd love to get your letters. And if you do, send us an email. Make sure to put your address in there. We can send you some stickers. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll, Johnny will also read your email all loud. On air. Send us an email. You'll get your email read on. Uh, I mean, make sure you don't, like, say disparaging things about people you know listen to this podcast. Unless, unless you want to share secret messages to a friend that you know listens to the podcast. So that way you can get a text from them later that week and then be like, you son of a bitch. And then you, you put me in the bit. podcast. <laughs> That's fine. So you get your message read on air and a sticker. What's not to love? Yeah. And I just want to ask for my prompt this week, since we had the lovely holiday spawn, what are you going to be doing to bring spawn to your holiday season? Are you going to watch Krampus? Are you going to watch the night before Christmas? Are you going to dress up as Santa spawn? Are you going to make a spawn wreath? Just if you have any Christmassy spawn stuff that you do, we'd love to hear about it. If you've got any, if you've got either the Redeemer or the Dark Redeemer action figure, maybe, maybe bargain with your family to get that to be the the tree topper instead of the regular. Animal. Oh yeah, put the Dark Redeemer up there and say, you know, that's actually Abel from the Bible. <laughs> and they'll go, what do you fuck are you talking about? Johnny knows from personal experience. I know from personal experience. <laughs> Better personal experience than me. Every time I try to bring it up, Wanda is immediately like, I don't fucking care. Just stop. I'm going to stop you right there. Save your breath. <laughs> Aw. Aw. So, so, Johnny, sorry to spoil the surprise, but I have a, I have a Christmas gift for you. What's that? What's that? It's another, it's another couple of hours talking with me about some spawn. Oh, but I think, I do believe our next episode will be even more than just you and me talking about Spawn. Am I right? Wait, wait, Johnny? Does that mean you're getting me a gift? I got you a gift. Yeah, we're going to oh. be covering, we're going to be covering the very special Christmas issue of Spawn, which is Spawn number 39. Yeah. And we will have a, uh, a special Holly Jolly guest. Yes, we're going to have our friend Bran Moorhead, who was guest for a couple of some King Spawn episodes, got to talk about some King Spawn, and they're, they're going to be back to talk Christmas Spawn with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a hoot. So it's also our gift to you, because oh, we, we, we freaking love talking to Bran. Uh, we hope you love listening to them as much as we do. They have lots of good insight as a non-spawn person into what's going on. So it'll be real fun to hear their thoughts on one of the wackiest spawn issues to ever be published. It's pretty wacky. It's called Noel, <laughs> number 39. Get ready for good. it. It's it's also good for... It's, it's a good way to get people into spawn at this time of the year because it's self-contained. It's thematically appropriate. It's wild. <laughs> What more do you need? That's all you need. That's all you need. So, read Spawn number 39, come back, and listen to us talk about it in a week. Sounds good to me. Sounds great to me, too. And uh, that, Johnny, I think that brings us to the part of the show where... I bid you, may the Scorch be with you. Oh, yes. Well, I bid you, may the Scorch be with you, David. Oh, oh yeah, yes, yes, good sir. Yes. And also with you, is what I usually and also, say. And also with you, good sir. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Well, everybody, set out your cookies and get ready, because Santa Claus is coming to town next time, so don't forget the milk, cookies, give out a carrot for the reindeer. 
Don't forget a little bit of strawberry ripple for the Cogliostro. Yes, for Santa Cogliostro. Maybe some turkey legs for the clown. Yep, yep. D- get it, get a cat so that way the clown has somebody to talk to while he eats. Because you know, you know, he likes to talk. He likes to talk to cats in the alleyways. He likes yeah. to talk while he eats. A hot dog too for the violator. Just leave it all out, or Santa won't come. Buggy. Is it dope?